Blog Talk Radio. You know, church has become so commercial until we have gotten away from its true purpose. It has become such big business until we allow people to operate and function as long as they have something to bring to the table. People are now more concerned about recording and living in life of the rich and famous rather than knowing Jesus. For the true purpose of the church is so business, not big business. I don't know about you. But I would rather have nothing and no Jesus than to have everything and not know Jesus. You need to confess it today. Good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Light of Portland broadcast with Pastor Kimberly Black from Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church in Portland, Oregon. Do you know Jesus? Did you know he could live in your heart if you invite him in? the next song you hear prepare to be blessed of the Lord prepare for a move of Holy Spirit prepare to know Jesus in your heart would argue with me if I said that we are living in tough, trying, turbulent times. There's trouble and problems everywhere we go. It's trouble in the finances. Many of us have more months than we do money. Many of us who made investments in a 401k is now a 201F. We're dealing with hostile husbands and disobedient daughters and wayward wives. And sometimes it makes us want to pull out our hair and say, how are we going to make it out of this mess? All of us have asked that proverbial question, how am I going to make it? How am I going to get by? And the answer comes back to every single generation. Six little words. The just shall live by faith. Faith is what's going to take you out of every circumstance. Faith is getting ready to take you out of every... Oh, come on, somebody. I dare you to stand on your feet and just tell somebody next to you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen by faith. Oh, come on, let's praise the Lord. It's going to happen by Come on, come on. 
4,000. Again, the prayer line number for Wednesday at 7 p.m. is 774-220-4000. That's Wednesday night at 7 p.m. And Thursday night at 7 p.m., you can call this number, The Light of Portland. We will be on Blog Talk. Our guest for the night will be Apostle Matt Schreiber. And then on Friday night, we'll call the prayer line again at 8 p.m. We will be having an all-night prayer visual. We will start praying at 8 p.m. Friday, and we will conclude 8 a.m. on Saturday morning. You can call in all hours between 8 p.m. and 8 a.m. for prayer, praise, and for worship. We want to invite you to join us and be a part of our prayer revival. Um, That's November the 1st through the 4th. And for those of you that believe that um, things come to pass through prayer and fasting, we will be doing the Daniel fast starting Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. up until Saturday. So you're welcome to join us, pray with us, fast with us, and just get to a place where God can use you and you can hear from God. So important in these last and evil days. I also want to let you know of a couple of things that are happening in the city um, regarding um, Thanksgiving. Amen. Um, The over... Street Powerhouse Temple Church of God in Christ, which is located at 4525 North Williams Avenue, will be having Thanksgiving food box giveaway. That's going to be on November the 20th, Monday, November the 20th, from 4 to 7 p.m. Again, that address is 4525 North Williams Avenue, Monday, November the 20th, from 4 to 7 p.m. And for more information, you can call 503-473-6818, and they will be giving giving away food boxes for Thanksgiving. Amen. Um, Also want to share with you, I had one more announcement, but I misplaced it. Um, We're just thanking God for what he's doing in our midst. We're getting ready for Black Nativity. It's that time of the year where we come together as a community and support the Passing Art Theater Company. Um, The play will run this year, um, beginning the day after Thanksgiving. There will be a premiere show. You can catch the show. The show will begin November 24th run through December the 10th. Don't wait. Get your tickets now. The play will be at the Brunish Theater at 1111 Southwest Broadway. That's here in downtown Portland. Want to encourage you to get your tickets because they sell out fast. We're looking for God to bless us and we're looking forward to having a good time this year. I will be Uh, the narrator again this year. So I want to encourage you to come out and come see your girl. I love to see the smiling faces in the audience. It helps, helps the narration um, come, come, come alive, come real. And, uh, and it helps your girl out. Amen. So uh, that is November the 24th through the December the 10th passing arts presents the Langston Hughes 
Black Nativity, and that will be held at the Brunish Theater, 1111 Southwest Broadway, and that's on the fourth floor. Um, to get your tickets, you can go to passingarts.org, P-A-S-S-I-N-A-R-T.org, and you can get your tickets there. Tonight, we are in store for a treat, a treat, a treat. Our very own Elder Ketty uh, will be with us. You know, I get excited because every third Sunday is Pastor Laws. Every fifth Sunday is Elder Ketty. Amen. And they come from Total Truth Restoration Ministries right there in Mableton, Georgia. And I look forward to third Sunday. Fifth Sunday. I, well, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. Shame the devil. I look forward to every Sunday night. Amen. I just do. But it's just so good to know that they are there uh, ready to bring forth the word. They've got a standing appointment with us. And I'm so excited that they are always ready, always willing to share the word with us. And so tonight, Elder Ketty will be coming before us with our word. Want to encourage you, get your Bible, get your pen, get your notebook, take some notes, because uh, the woman of God is going to come and really give us a word tonight that's going to speak to our hearts, speak to our situation, speak to our circumstances. You know, the word of God is, is meant to, to build us up and to encourage us, to give us direction and to give us hope. So I want all of us to be ready to receive this word on tonight. We're going to go to the throne of grace and we're going to pray. After prayer, we will have a song. After the song, the next voice you will hear will be that of our speaker, Elder Ketty. She will be coming um, with the word of God. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we humbly come before your throne of grace this evening thanking you, Father God, for being so good, so kind, so gracious, and so wonderful. Father, we thank you for your tender mercies because they are new to us every morning. And Father, that's why tonight at the eight o'clock hour, we can say, great is thy faithfulness unto us. Lord, we love you tonight and we appreciate you and we adore you. Lord, we lift you up because your word says that if you be lifted up, you would draw all men unto you. And God, you know better than we know who needs you the most. And so all we're going to do is praise you. We're going to exalt you. We're going to give you the glory, the honor. We're going to lift up our eyes to the hills from which cometh our help. And we're going to stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters that need you the most and ask you to come and make haste. Come bring forth healing, deliverance, salvation. Come bring forth the answer, the solution. Come bring forth confirmation, revelation, vision, clarity, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, bring forth the word, Lord, tonight that will penetrate the hearts and minds of your people, Father, those that are listening, Father, and then those that we're going to share this word with on tomorrow, Lord. Let us, Father, uh, grab a hold to this word like a wet sponge, Father. Let us just, just, just draw it all in tonight, Lord God, because, Lord God, you need us to be equipped. You need us to be full so that we can pour out. You need us, Father God, to be ready to give an answer. The preacher said this morning, the church has been indicted and we have not stood before um, the charges and we have not given an answer. Our young people are looking to the world, to the rap artists for answers when the answers are in the church. And we have the answers, but we've kept silent. Father, forgive us. 
of our sins. The church, I'm praying for the church tonight. Forgive us of our sins, Lord. Forgive us for the hurt that we have caused your children. Forgive us, God, for sugarcoating the gospel. Forgive us for not telling the truth and rightly dividing it so that others will hear and understand your word. Forgive us for not being helpers one to another. Forgive us for not Lord, encouraging each other. Forgive us, oh God, for having jealousy in our heart because this one sings better than me. This one teaches better than me. This one preaches better. Forgive us, oh God, for the iniquities that we have hid in our hearts against each other. You see it. So we're asking, God, that you would forgive the church. Oh God, wash us thoroughly in the blood of the Lamb. Purify us, Lord God. Help us to live holy and to live righteous and to live blameless in this corrupt and perverse nation. Father, as we, your children, Father God, as we equip ourselves, Lord God, to go out into the highways and byways, Lord, give us a word, Father, that will change um, this world, to change our community, to change our city, our state, and God, to impact the nation. You can do it, Lord. So, Father, use us tonight. Father, tonight we pray for the peace of Israel. We pray, Father God, that your will be done. Lord, we ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would comfort the hearts of all those who lost loved ones due to this war, not only the war in Israel and Gaza, but in Russia and Ukraine, Father. Even the war that's on the streets, Father, we have drunk drivers driving up and down the streets, innocent lives being taken. We have uh, young people, old people, Father, running around here shooting guns, Father, God, and bullets have no eyes, Father, and sometimes innocent people, Father, lose their lives or, or lose, lose activity of body limbs because somebody has a grudge against somebody else or somebody has been dared to do something. Bring peace to the streets, Lord. We know that you're able, Father. Then, God, we ask that you would heal the land of all sickness and all disease. Father, the, the first disease and the sickness I think of is, is the disease of racism and prejudice. God, heal the land. Heal the land. We were all created in your image. We were all your children, Lord. Teach us to love each other. Teach us to respect each other. Teach us, Father, to honor one another. Teach us, oh God, to be encouragers one to another. Just because my skin is a different color don't mean that my brother and my sister Father, can't be kind, can't be loving. So help us, Father. Heal us, Father, from, from the hatred that men and women have in their hearts today. Release your anointing, Father, that your sons and daughters will, will be saved. Heal from sickness and disease. Father, we give you glory and honor. There's nothing too hard for you, Father. You are able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask, think, or imagine. And so we pray a divine healing today over those who are sick in their physical bodies. Doctors have shaken their heads, done all they can do. But God, we pray the prayer of faith tonight. And it is by your stripes we are already healed. 
So increase the faith of those, Father, that are struggling with infirmities in their bodies. And then our brothers and sisters that are dealing with infirmities in their minds, oh, God, transform their minds tonight. God, we come against every addiction now in the mighty name of Jesus. It's it's under the, the blood of Jesus covers now, God, to bring forth healing and deliverance that your people will be transformed and renewed, Father, strengthened and, and empowered to live holy, to seek your faith, and to give you glory and honor because you are worthy. So tonight, Father, we ask that you would bless the woman of God that's going to bring forth our word. Touch her, Father, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet. The words you place inside of her belly, let it come out, Father, like rivers of living water. And let it touch the hearts and minds of those that have an ear to hear. And then let it give dunamis power to those that have the desire to do what the word has commissioned and compelled us to do. And we'll be so careful to give you all praise, all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you so much, Pastor Black, for that warm introduction. Amen. Uh, my name is Elder Kitty Wolford. I will be bringing you the words of encouragement on tonight. Yes, coming to you by way of Mableton, Georgia, up under the leadership of one Bishop Tyrone Washington, Pastor Jacqueline Washington, and Pastor Pamela Laws. I say greetings to every one of you. Thank you so much, Pastor Pennington, for this uh, platform and to the to Bishop and the Butterfield family for allowing me the opportunity to come before you all. I'm so grateful and honored for the privilege, amen, to be able to speak God's word freely because there are some who can't even open their Bibles in remote places. But I thank God for the opportunity to break bread on tonight. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight. Lord God, we ask God that you will continuously, oh God, have your way and move by your spirit. Father, let it be all of you and none of me, Father. Thank you for the prayers, God, that have been ascended on this broadcast, Father. Won't you answer the prayers of your people, even the silent prayers, Father? Father, we ask, God, that you will hide me behind your cross, God, that your will be established, oh, Father God, that the words that will be spoken, Father God, will be seed that will take up root, oh, Father, for those who have an ear to hear and a heart to receive. We say that we love you with our whole heart and we don't take it back. Is these another blessings we ask in Jesus Christ's matchless name we pray. We say amen, amen, and amen. And thank you so much to my husband, um, my husband, William Wolford, and to the children, and to each and every one of you that make up the body of Christ. Amen. We have, I have a task. I have a task. And a lot of times in God's word, we hear the word burden. We hear the word burden, and there is a burden. There should be a a a a a a, a sense of urgency, a a place in our heart where we feel like we are restless. Amen. A burden, a burden is a task. A burden is a a heavy load. A burden sometimes a burden. Normally, when we hear the word burden, it's in a negative connotation. But but that word burden also means a, a a severe task, a load of any kind, a burden, a a a, a duty of, that requires effort. It's a burden. We have we in the kingdom should have a burden on us for the souls that are around us that don't know Jesus Christ, that have not confessed Him as their personal Lord and Savior. That is our burden. That is our heavy load. That is our task. That is our assignment. No matter what our position is, whether we carry a title or not, no matter how long we've been in church, it's every one of our responsibility to have that burden, to ask someone around us, do you know him? Do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and as your Savior? That is still our task. No matter all the teachings that we have received, no matter what has been spoken, no matter how things have changed in the kingdom, saving souls and winning souls for Christ has always been the agenda. He's always had us to know that. That is 
on God's mind 24-7 every single day. There's not a moment that souls is not on the mind of God. And if we look at the world around us, it is so easy. It's, it's easy now to have that conversation with people. Do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior? Yes, I heard about the mass shooting, but do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior? Do you know if you leave here and something happens, what is the last final resting place of your soul? Do you know that heaven is real and hell is real too? Do you know him? That is our burden. That is what God has designed us for. That is the purpose. That is the core essence of everything that we're doing in the kingdom. And everything we do after that is just an addition. Like Bishop would say, it's just lanyard. It's the extra. But those souls that are around us that I sit and I wonder when, when I see things on the news or I hear about things in the different, in the neighborhood and hear about family members going through First thing that that I say in my mind when I hear that someone has passed away, whether it's tragically by the hands of somebody who decided it was their job to take their life, or if they just slept and did not wake up again, the first thing I ask myself, I wonder if that person was saved. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder did anybody anybody stop them one day on their in in, in their day to day life and ask them. Are you saved? Do you know Jesus? Have you ever confessed him as your Lord and Savior? That is our job. That is our task. That is our assignment. The word says that those who win souls is wise. You want to you have more wisdom? Win souls. We have gotten to a place in the body, in the body in general, in the kingdom, where we have become complacent, as Pastor Black was praying, and and she she made mention of um, the repentant heart of how we've missed the mark with telling our and sharing with our children, where where they turn into the place where they're going on the outside and they're looking for influence, influence from rappers and people who don't even know Jesus Christ, because we have gotten to a place where he, we have compromised and we're complacent and there's a spirit of being indifferent, an indifferent spirit. The example of an indifferent spirit was um, um, Jonah. That indifferent spirit said, I don't know, it don't, it don't matter to me. It don't bother me none. It, hey, it ain't my family member. They ain't got nothing to do with me. That's that's their problem over there. That's that's their problem over there. Oh, that's them. That's them. That's they. Jonah's Jonah's issue was when when God put the task and the burden of of souls that needed to be saved, the first thing came to his mind was, what they got to do with me? I don't, they ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't my territory. I don't stay in that city. That ain't my that ain't my neighborhood. There ain't none of my kinfolk. But the word of God tells us opposite. Opposite. We should have a lifestyle that that is looking each and every single day, who do I need to just drip, just drip on them little by little about Jesus Christ? 
whether it's by my walk, whether it's through exhortation, whether it's words of encouragement, whether it's praying for them, whether it's just being who you are and just allowing the Holy Spirit to order our footsteps to tell somebody, are you saved? Because here's the thing. We are on assignment every day of our life, whether we want to believe it or not. There's never not a time that we're not on assignment for the Lord. Even if we take a vacation, we are still on assignment from the Lord. And so we have loved ones who are, who, 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 who are right around us that we have yet to have that conversation with them. And the conversation is very simple. It doesn't have to be a, it, it's simple, but yet we make it complex because we haven't learned how Christ, Christ was so intelligent in all his wisdom. He didn't care what environment, he didn't care what group of people he was in front of. At some point, he was just going to have the conversation with him. The woman at the well, he had a conversation with her. And he he told her about her whole life <laughs> while she was just trying to get some water. It didn't take him a long time. He didn't say, well, let me wait six months. I'm going to wait till it's a good time, you know. And I'm talking about people at, like, at the workplace. We, we try to calculate, well, I'm going to wait, you know, a little more time when I get to know them a little bit better. And then I'm going to bring that conversation up. Maybe, maybe this ain't the right time for, for me to say it to them. We don't know when the time, when their time is going to be up. We don't know. Jesus Christ, when he would have the conversation with the different people, he would just come in and he would just talk to them, just talk to them about the practical. And as he was talking to them about the practical, he allowed the words to come right out of his mouth. And he didn't care their titles. He didn't care. He didn't care what walk of life. He didn't care about their income bracket. He didn't care about their status. He said, I have work to do. And John the Baptist was out in the wilderness doing the same, pleading with the people to repent, 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 repent. We were going through Sunday school, and, and during the Sunday school lesson, the, 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 the elder said, we talk about salvation, but are we talking about repentance? Are we talking about repentance? Asking the Lord God to forgive us for the broken relationship that we have with him. Peter in Acts chapter 2, in Acts chapter 2, him and about 11, 11 people. It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 14, but Peter standing up with the 11 raised his voice. It didn't say he whispered. It didn't say he tried to talk to them in their ear. It said he raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem. So his audience, he had a very broad audience. He said, I'm going to talk to the men of Judea, but not let, let, me, let me broaden the territory. I'm talking to everybody in Jerusalem. Don't you know when you have a voice, and the Holy Spirit is prompting you, even though you're speaking to that one person, you got listen, you got about 15 people got listening ears trying to hear what you say. Like the people like to say, they ear hustling. As you're speaking to somebody about Christ, 
there are others around who are listening to hear what you have to say. Because those seeds are being sown even in their lives, even though you're not talking to them directly. And it says, continuing the text in Acts chapter 2, verse 14, let this be known to you and heed my words. That heed is telling them this is a warning. I need you to pay attention. I need you to pay attention to the words that are about to come out of my mouth is what Peter is telling them. So he's setting the standard that this is important, what I'm about to say to each and every one of y'all. All who are up under the sound of Peter's voice. And they begin to say in the next verse, for, though, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. So they thought... <laughs> They thought the people who were in the temple was drunk at 9 a.m. in the morning, so Peter had to tell them, hold on, wait a minute, that, that is not the case. They are not drunk. And then he continued on to say, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it says, and it shall come to pass in the last day, says God. We are in that time of the last days. So the verse, the verses that's about to come is for today, for now, for now, nowadays. This is not, oh, that happened back in Peter day and then it just happened. No, Peter spoke about it. Joel, the prophet said it, but it is, it is true for today's time. It is true for today's time. And it, it says that, and it shall come to pass. In the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. It didn't say some flesh. It didn't say only the flesh that carry titles. The word didn't say it's only going to pour its flesh on women. It didn't say we're only pouring our flesh on men. It didn't say we're only pour, he's only pouring his flesh on children. He says he's going to pour out his flesh on all. He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. And the next verse says, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. They shall declare and speak what God's word says. The next verse says, your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass, the key verse, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Those dreams and those visions and those prophecies is just the way that God wants to manifest and reveal to his people who he is. It's, it's said in that final key verse that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is our task and our duty to tell them about 
who Jesus Christ is. Who is Jesus Christ in my personal life? Why do I serve a God that I serve? Why do I do the things? Why do I go to church every Sunday? Why am I in Bible study in every every Wednesday? Why am I intrigued to go to a class every Monday night? We must be willing to share how Jesus Christ has changed our life. It's not hard. It's not hard to speak about the goodness of Jesus Christ. It's not hard to lead somebody to salvation because Jesus gave us the blueprint in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. He says, if thou will confess with your mouth and believe with your heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Then he comes back again in Acts chapter 2, the key verse, and says that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That Lord is in capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. That's Adonai. God is looking for us. He's, he, he, he saved us so that we can have the opportunity to offer Christ to somebody else. That's all our job is, is to offer Jesus Christ wherever we go. It doesn't matter what culture, what background, who the person is, long as we offer Jesus Christ to somebody, then we are doing our job. That is our assignment. That is our burden. That is our task. That is, that is what God has mandated of each and every one of us. Because the world is broken. They have lost hope. They are, they are going in places and seeking direction from places that they would have never even thought of. We learned about the altar, the different altars. There are people erecting altars because they just don't know out of ignorance. Because somebody didn't take the time to tell them and offer them Jesus Christ to let them know, yeah, you know, there's a different way that you can go with this. And when the, the way the world is going, this is a perfect opportunity for us to offer and speak about who Jesus Christ is. We cannot stand in a place of being afraid. Because guess what? The enemy is not afraid. He's on his assignment 24-7. He doesn't stop. While we're asleep, he's still working. That's why the word of God says that he will, he will give some vision and, and others dreams because the enemy is working even while we're in sleep. He is attacking people right now. But if we don't understand our assignment, we'll walk this walk, think that we're doing the, the will of God, and we're missing the whole mark. That burden for souls should be our number one priority in any and everything that we go to do, offline and online. The burden, it's a, it's a load. It's a task requiring effort. But here's the beauty of the burden. Jesus Christ tells us, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know why so many believers 
don't have rest is because we're not sharing Jesus Christ. Take on my yoke. Listen to the Holy Spirit prompting. He, the Holy Spirit tells us how we should speak to these people. Even, I call them perfect strangers. There should, there should never be a time, whether we're at a grocery store, whether we are in church, the conversation needs to lead to, are you saved? At the end of that conversation, are you saved? Do you know Jesus Christ? Do you know him? Do you know him on a personal level? Because when we take on his yoke, his yoke is the Holy Spirit guiding us and prompting us and giving us the words to speak to the people around us. And once we do that, we can rest. We can have peace. There are some that don't have the peace because God has prompted and said over and over again, when are you going to offer Jesus Christ to this person that I keep sending your way? But we keep thinking, oh, I can't do that. They're going to judge me. They're going to they gonna think I'm different. We have all these different thoughts. And God is saying, I don't care about your thoughts. Your thoughts are so far away from my thoughts anyway. I need us. I need you to do what I ask you to do. When we make it about God's agenda and not our own, life is much easier. It's not difficult. We don't have to go to <laughs> we don't have to go to all these different sessions to learn how to lead somebody to Christ. It's just a simple all you're doing is having a simple conversation, a conversation that you was gonna have anyway. And by the leading of the Holy Spirit will tell you and most of the time here's here's what I've learned. They will come to you. You don't even got to come to them. They'll just come to you and start sharing. You're like, okay, God, <laughs> you you done wheeled them on in. I'm a, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for you to tell me when I need to have this conversation with them. And in the midst of their sharing, they're coming because they need answers. And we have the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ. Answer is Jesus Christ sharing the good news of the gospel. And so on tonight, I just want us to be encouraged to take the task of winning souls. Put that first. But God says, seek ye first the kingdom of God God and all his righteousness, and everything else will be added to us. We don't have to worry about these things long as we're winning souls for God. Because he said, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take care of you. Long as you do what I tell you to do, I'll take care of you. We won't have lack. We won't feel insufficient. We won't feel alone. Because when we're winning souls for God and leading others to the kingdom, even if it's just that one person, he doesn't He doesn't need us to go after 99 and 2,000. No, just that one person. There's just that one person who needs the someone to ask the question, are you saved? Do you know what that means to be saved? Do you know what it means to love Jesus Christ? Do you know, have you ever confessed him as your personal Lord and Savior? And once they, once that question is asked, they will, op- they will begin to open up and share things, even things from their past. And then the Holy Spirit will prompt us and lead us into what we need to do and say next. Amen. So be encouraged to know 
that at the end, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But they won't know to call on the name of the Lord if nobody ever shared the Lord with them. If no one ever tells me about who Jesus Christ is, how am I going to know? We can't, we can't assume that if just because we go to church every Sunday and we're Bible study, we can't assume that everybody else is doing the same. Even to those who are in, in the facility, in the, in the kingdom, we need to ask them. Because there are some who are sitting in these pews each week. They've been in church for years, and they've never even confessed Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Good, loving people, kind-hearted people who are still have yet to confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So don't assume just because they wear a title. Don't assume just because they have this background. Don't assume just because they have good behavior that they are saved. Our duty is to ask every single person that we come in contact, are you saved? Do you know Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Amen? Pastor Black, I turn the call back over to you. Thank you for the opportunity. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a mighty word on tonight. I'm I'm just sitting here saying amen, hallelujah, preach, good word. For me, today has been a good word day. Amen. It's been a good word day. That was some on-time word. All I kept hearing is if we be busy being about the Father's business, he will take care of our business. I heard her say that there'll be no lack in our lives. So if you're running a business, take care of God's business. If you're trying to raise a family, Take care of God's business. If you're trying to just be a better servant, a better epistle where men and women can read daily, take care of God's business. Amen. Thank you, Elder Ketty, so much for that word. Thank you so much. We truly thank God for you tonight. What God placed upon your heart, truly, it was a right now word, a rhema word. Men and women are dying daily. Amen. Every day. And, and we don't want it to be said we did not do our part to help them know who Jesus was and to make sure that they have a place in the kingdom. My brothers and sisters, it is that time of the evening that we must bid you farewell, but we want you to know something tonight. We love you with the love of the Lord, and there's nothing you can do about it. I hope and pray that has been said tonight that has blessed you, that has encouraged you, that has strengthened you, that has put a boldness in you, that has been a wake-up call to you tonight, that has shaken you from your slumber to cause you to go and tell somebody about the good news of Jesus Christ and to have a burden for souls. So the next time you see somebody, just share the love of the Lord with them and ask them like Elder Ketty said, Oh. Are they saved? Do you know them tonight? Amen. God bless you, my family. We love you. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Until next Sunday, may the Lord keep you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ho! Brothers and sisters, I want to welcome you back to life. Back to the one that can make your next chapter your best chapter. 